0: On this special edition episode of Recur Now, we're proud to officially launch the ProfitWell Subscription Index, a data set to keep you up to date on subscription market trends and the B2B SaaS vertical as it stands today. From my remote work setup, it's Abby Sullivan on Thursday, April 30th. A beautiful day to subscribe. Up first, your index news. In turbulent times, we turn to the experts. But what do you do when expert advice is all over the place? We are a team of entrepreneurs and operators just like you. Navigating the same unprecedented economic situation. So, we came together to launch the Profitwell Subscription Index, a daily data set to help you better understand where the market is headed. We've aggregated the data from thousands of Profitwell users to map out information you can use in the greater calculus of what direction your company should head every single day. From cutting costs to investing, the Profitwell Index serves as a data point for clearer market prediction. With it, we're sending you insight into overall growth patterns as well as a look from the perspective of. revenue gain and loss, so you can react in real time. We have insight into more recurring revenue companies than anyone else on the planet. To expand upon the process and the cruciality of this data set, I snagged Patrick, our CEO and founder, to connect with me about the nuances of the index, how it's important, to whom it's applicable, and why we spent so much time getting this out there. Let's dive in.
1: When you look at data, when you look at index data, The market has a big contribution to how you act or react Um, as consumers. We look at the market and we say, oh, the market's down. And even though it's not directly connected to us, um, we make decisions based on it because it's an indicator. It's a you know, sometimes seen as a lagging indicator, sometimes seen as a leading indicator of where the market or the economy is going, right? And so if we look at the profitable index on a daily or weekly basis, and we notice, you know, over 10, 15 days that things are going down, um, and it seems to be like going down at a very, very rapid pace in our vertical, um, we can make decisions based on that, or at least add that to the calculus of all the other information we're considering um, to contingency plan to scenario plan, um, and the like. And so I think that that's where really where the strength is in in the recency of this data because historically what you would have to do is the market data that a lot of private SaaS and subscription companies would look at was basically the earnings of the public companies that exist. Um, And those only come out on a quarterly basis. And so if you're having to wait a quarter or two quarters to determine Oh, I need to make cuts or I need a cost cut because the market, you know, is, is, is now showing that it's gonna go down. It might be too late.
0: I've seen companies kind of do their own version of this or, or publish their own version of this with data that I don't know exactly where it's coming from. Why, how is profit was different?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think that for us, the the data integrity is a huge, huge thing. And before I even get into this, like I wanna say is you should be using as much data and information as possible to make informed decisions. Um, so if you know someone's publishing ad revenue data um, and another person is publishing, um, here's what's going on with hires and things like that in um, certain verticals, like use all of that information plus the Profit well Index. But I think for us, the big difference for, for us, and, and I don't know how important this is, but I think that we find it really important because data integrity is such an important thing to us, is that this isn't survey data. This is the actual revenue data um, of essentially 20% of the entire subscription market that we are able to track on a daily basis and then report on on a daily basis in order for people to you know see what the trends are doing. And it's hard to make predictions, but it's 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 allows you to understand exactly what's going on in real time so you can make these decisions.
0: Do you feel like the index just for our viewers is useful for companies of all sizes?
1: We have Johnny and Jin startups all the way up to Fortune 50 companies on ProfitWell, and, and we obviously took out a bunch of the outliers. And so there are a couple of really large companies that are on ProfitWell that are absolutely crushing it right now, meaning like their projections basically quadrupled or even 10x overnight, um, which is great to be them. Um, but there's also some companies who have just absolutely flatlined, um, who are pretty large and profitable as well. So we've taken out these outliers. Um, so I think it's useful, again, as an input into the greater calculus that these companies have in terms of making decisions. Um, and so I think that just depending on, you know, the decision making process, this is an input, whether you're a small company or a large company, because it's what's happening with the industry. Um, if B two B is flat, flattening, um, which is what we're seeing, it's not contracting, but it's flattening. Um, if that's what we're seeing, then you know it's one of those things where you know if you're a B two B company or you serve B two B companies, um, you should put this into into your your calculus, right? Um, just because that's what's happening in the market and that's the power of this index data.
0: As someone who's very much in the thick of it in the industry, you've said previously that you think companies should plan for eighteen plus months out. Where do you predict the markets going yourself?
1: As you know, economists are really good at making predictions in the past, not necessarily in the future, and and I try to you know abide by that joke, if you will, just because I think that it's it's so hard. Given that, yes, I know it's the buzzword at this point. This is such an unprecedented situation. Um, I think that if we look at Past markets and past downturns. So we had a blip in twenty twelve, a blip in twenty fourteen, and obviously two thousand eight there was a you know big downturn, and two thousand one there was a big downturn. But I think what's really kind of fascinating is that the fundamentals of the US and the global economy now were were not amazing, but they were they were pretty okay if not good. Mm-hmm. And So it's a weird situation where when you look at, you know, economic crises, you have two main reasons um, that those economic crises come from. One is a liquidity crisis like we saw in 2008. And the other is like a movement of money uh, crisis where like in 1987 and 1929, there just wasn't, you weren't able to like move money uh, properly and, you know, people weren't able to buy things. And so when we didn't have that and then we had a pandemic just basically like slower, like instantly stop the economy, which, you know, has never, never happened. Um, It's hard to predict Anything based on that. Now, if we're going to go based on you know past experiences, I think that yes, you should realize that regardless of the cause, you know, a quarter of like instant you know stoppage means that there's going to be a lagging quarter or two quarters more often than not of recovery that's going to take place. And so, if we figure that yes, the economy is going to start to recover probably in the tail end of Q2 in certain areas and more globally um, Q3, and then it's still not going to be amazing because there might be some stop. And start and we don't really know where the COVID situation is going to go. That you're probably going to end up needing 18 months, and it's a bit of a like you know stake in the ground. Um, I think that you know most of the time we haven't seen um, crises of, of this size, or at least perceived as this size, last longer than 18 months. At least the initial recovery, but 18 months also gives you a long enough runway so that you can see stuff coming. So if we notice in three to six months this is getting so much worse, well. Then, you know, completely you might need 24 to 48 months. But, you know, it's one of those things where you at least like we're planning for 18 so that you can see that coming and make those changes. So that's kind of like what it went into, like that mindset. Um, I will say on a more micro level, I do think that the next like six to eight weeks, we're going to see like a surge in a good way um, where people have kind of adjusted to this new normal and they'll go back to purchasing. Um, Not in the same places. Anything that has to do with going outside is still going to be hurting. um, But I think in B2B, it's going to be great. Um, I think the issue is gonna come in like is that surge You know, even if it's small, is it going to sustain or are we then going to see another downturn of all the people who should have cut costs now or seven weeks ago who are now going to cut costs basically in eight weeks. So yeah, some things to chew on there and I'm always up for talking about this further, but those are some things to think through.
0: Thanks, PC. Remember, we will be updating and analyzing your index every morning on the show so you can keep in the know when it's needed most. Be sure to share the data with friends, colleagues, and fellow industry players that could use it right now. You can send me their email address to Abby at RecurNow.com, and I'll get them on the list. Or subscribe directly at index.profitwell.com. And that is a wrap on your April 30th special edition episode of RecurNow. Tomorrow, we'll pick back up with your headline and resource rundown as usual. This has been a Recur Studios production, the fastest growing subscription network out there. If you find use for this show, subscribe for more like it at profitwell.com recur.